APU. American Public University is proud to present Online Teaching Lounge. This is episode number 104, Tips to Recognize Burnout and Overcome Overwhelm. This podcast is for educators, academics, and parents who know that online teaching can be challenging, but it can also be rewarding, engaging, and fun. Welcome to the Online Teaching Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Bethany Hansen, and I'll be your guide for online teaching tips, topics, and strategies. Walk with me into the Online Teaching Lounge. Welcome to the podcast, and thank you for joining me today. We will focus on how you can recognize burnout and overcome overwhelm through tips from Dr. Jacinta M. Jimenez's book, The Burnout Fix, Overcome Overwhelm, Beat Busy, and Sustain Success in the New World of Work, and other resources. But before we do that, I'm going to share out three announcements. First, if you're trying to decide what past episodes to listen to in your online teaching focus, with 104 episodes published so far, you could get lost in this long list of episode topics and strategies. To help you out, I'd like to invite you to visit my website, bethanyhanson.com. Once you get there, you'll find a menu item across the green menu bar at the top of the page called the Online Teaching Toolbox. By clicking this menu item, you will find some broad topics listed to help you navigate towards what you're looking for. You can also access the toolbox using the big button on the homepage that says, Find Effective Strategies Right Now. In future weeks, I'll keep adding more structure to the website that will help you navigate these topics even more quickly and effectively so that you can read or listen about whatever you need in the moment. Second, I'm announcing that the Online Learning Consortium's Spring Conference is coming up. At the time of this podcast, early April 2022, the International Conference is just a few days away. The time of this podcast is the spring, and it's a great time to learn. The conference is called OLC Innovate, and it's focused on new ideas, strategies, and fresh approaches to online, hybrid, and blended education. I'm putting a link to the conference in the podcast transcript, so please take a look. The conference includes virtual presentations as well as live sessions on site in Dallas, Texas. So if you cannot travel to attend in person, consider the virtual option. At the conference, you'll find new ideas and you'll also benefit from specific topics like blended learning, community colleges, historically black colleges and universities, instructional design, online leadership, networking, research, career and technical education, instructional technologies and tools, open learning, and teaching and learning practice. And your presenters will be excellent educators, leaders, and researchers who have gone through a rigorous three-stage double-blind peer review process upon conference proposal submission. Acceptance to present at the OLC Innovate is competitive, and it's a great accomplishment. It's always a good idea to refresh your teaching. And stopping by a professional conference like this one might be just what you're looking for. Not only will you keep growing, but you will have at least one fresh idea you can take with you to try out afterwards. If you are attending, I'm presenting a workshop about creating podcasts for education that you might find interesting. Dr. Jan Spencer, one of my colleagues at American Public University, is presenting a workshop about three specific areas of online teaching and learning practice. 
These include the rules of the road for online presence, fun ways to enhance forum discussions, and innovative strategies for creating assignments. Whether or not you're able to attend the OLC Innovate Conference for April 2022, I encourage you to submit a proposal to present a session, a workshop, or a discovery session for the OLC Accelerate Conference coming up with virtual sessions November 1st through 3rd, 2022, and live sessions in Orlando, Florida, November 14th through 17th, 2022. The call for presentation proposals is open until May 18th, 2022. Now, today marks the end of two consecutive years with the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. Our third announcement, and most importantly, is that today's episode, number 104, does mark the end of our second year with the podcast. This means that we've shared tips, strategies, and topics about managing online teaching every week for two continuous years. There are over 2 million podcasts out there with over 48 million episodes, and those numbers keep growing. And although there are millions out there, many of these have only a handful of episodes and then they dropped. Fewer than 20% of all podcasts that start up reach one year of continuous episodes. Next week's episode launches our third year, and I invite you to keep listening to strengthen your online teaching technique and help rekindle your sense of purpose in what you do every day for your students. We have established a strong history and have exciting plans for the year ahead. Episode number 105 will feature Dr. Jan Spencer, the department chair at American Public University I mentioned earlier, and Dr. David Ferreira, provost at Charter Oak State College and part-time faculty at American Public University in Leadership and Student Affairs. This episode will focus on helping students navigate their online education journey, and it's one that you won't want to miss. Education is one of the most powerful forces in the world. By seeking education, we begin to dream again. We dream about who we are and about who we can become what we can do, and what we might be able to achieve that we previously never imagined possible. And when we teach, not only do we help others learn and grow, but we also help them make their dreams come true. Pursuing an education online can be a scary proposition for students. After all, when we sit in a live class on a college campus with a live teacher and classmates all around us, this almost automatically puts us into a mental space to focus on learning. Yet online, our students might doubt their own abilities to focus, to stay on task with the online materials, and to keep working without all those people in the same room. This is one of the many reasons we support you and your teaching through the Online Teaching Lounge podcast, and why I hope that you'll share this podcast with anyone you know who could benefit. Statistics in a recent study suggest that the number one reason people listen to podcasts is to learn something new, and giving you new tips, topics, and ideas is our goal here. That said, let's move on to this week's topic to help you get the new ideas you came for. We're going to talk about burnout. The Online Teaching Lounge podcast celebrates you, the educator, in this episode. As we close our second year of connecting with you, we realize that you work hard and teaching online at times you might feel isolated or alone. Technologies used in online education are marvelous, but they also invite us to keep trying new things, exploring and making the class and our approaches better. 
this never-ending quest for excellence can become overwhelming. So many things might be part of that path to burnout as an online educator. But how do you know whether you're just getting a little stagnant and need new ideas and whether you might have burnout? Dr. Jacinta Jimenez describes three components of burnout. These include exhaustion, cynicism, and inefficacy. Exhaustion means that you might feel very intense emotional, physical, or cognitive fatigue, and maybe you have a combination of all three. It's a lingering state of being tired, and it's persistent. One of the ways you can know whether you're exhausted in these ways is that after you get a really good night's sleep or you take some relaxing time off, you don't feel refreshed or replenished. And if you notice this trend over and over, that's an even better gauge. Cynicism is an attitude of suspicion where you believe the future is bleak and that other people are acting only out of self-interest. An example of cynicism is when you always think the worst and have a hard time seeing the good in anyone. When you experience cynicism, you have low levels of job engagement. You start to feel detached and you are easily annoyed by the people that you work with. And inefficacy is where you're being unproductive. You're working harder, but you're producing less. You're not getting the results you might have gotten in the past. You even start to feel incompetent, like you can't keep up or be successful. Self-efficacy is an important part of confidence, and it means that you can make things happen, and you know you can. Your efforts lead to results. In contrast, inefficacy is the state in which you believe that no amount of effort you put in will ever get you the results you're trying to achieve. You don't see that you have an impact or that you make a difference. Although there are these three common components that come together to suggest burnout, everyone experiences them in unique ways. For example, you might find yourself having a lot of exhaustion where someone else might have a lot more cynicism. Regardless of which aspect seems to weigh heaviest for you, burnout is serious, and it can impact your health, your happiness, your relationships, and your job. When you're teaching online, you might find that getting the work done takes longer and longer. Mental clarity and sharpness are difficult to harness when reading through students' comments and considering how to respond. Either the online work begins to take up more of your free time, nights and weekends, and keeps you from enjoying your personal life, or it's increasingly challenging to get yourself to sit down to being at the work at all. You might even begin to think your students are not learning or getting anything out of what you're trying to teach them, missing signs of their efforts altogether. If you believe that you might be experiencing burnout in your work, this does not mean that you lack coping skills or are just bad at taking care of yourself, and it does not mean that you're weak. There are many combined forces that lead to burnout, some in the workplace, some in our own expectations for ourselves, and some in areas that are more difficult to pin down. If you're experiencing burnout, Dr. Jacinta Jimenez's five core pulse practices can support you in working through it and recovering. The five core practices are behavioral, cognitive, physical, social, and emotional. These practices take consistent intentional effort. And in the book, The Burnout Fix, I've referenced for this podcast episode, you'll find exercises you can read, work through, and integrate into your life over time. 
Getting through burnout is not something that can be done quickly or easily. But the positive of it all is that you can find real, research-based, and solid strategies to use that will help you out of burnout. And they will also increase your resilience for future challenges and tough times ahead. There are two of these five core practices I'd like to highlight today because we've explored them many times already in the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. The first is to undo untidy thinking, which means that you're going to intentionally teach your brain to let go of thinking patterns that don't help you. Believe it or not, there are many different kinds of thinking patterns that hurt us, and some of these are common in work groups and families, and we accept that they are true or just the way things are. One of these is all or nothing thinking. This would be something like when you're teaching a class that is going really well and one student complains. Whatever the reason for the complaint, believing that student's complaint ruined the entire teaching experience or makes you a bad teacher, regardless of the positive experience you're having with all of the other students, this is all or nothing thinking. It's often called a cognitive distortion because it's just not based on fact or truth. Could one complaining student actually be a sign that you're a bad teacher? Perhaps. But it doesn't mean that you're suddenly a bad teacher when everything else is going so well. And you would need much more evidence and insight to determine the quality of your teaching beside just one student's opinion. Another core practice Dr. Jimenez recommends in her book is to evaluate your effort. This means that you think about your emotional well-being and your energy levels, and you take charge of your time and your priorities. In this area, you might have to settle for B-minus level work on some things you are responsible to complete, and you might even need to leave some things unfinished. Perhaps you'll have to say no. Evaluating your effort might feel difficult because many of us believe that we are our work. Or in other words, our work is a reflection of who we are. So if we're putting in too much time and we're not getting the results we want, or putting in too much effort for the smaller things that should take much less, it seems like our fault or a flaw in our character, but that really isn't true. One way to begin making changes in your effort is to notice where you have high energy and what drains your energy. And then you can also think about different times of day in which you naturally have higher and lower energy. With this awareness, you're in a position to begin planning the draining tasks you must do for the higher energy parts of your day when you're able to tackle them a little better. And those things that refuel you or lift your energy can be planned in times where your energy levels might naturally be lower. Focusing on your energy levels and the required effort of your work and life tasks is going to help you start setting limits and boundaries to avoid overwhelm. Intentionally setting limits on the time something will take or the effort you can give it helps things get into their proper places again, and it gives you the space to establish priorities. And if we work with our priorities in mind day in and day out and reevaluate those priorities regularly, we can guard ourselves against becoming overwhelmed in the future as we move out of burnout. Another area of evaluating your effort has to do with your emotional health. Emotions are data that speak to us, and yet many adults don't recognize what they're feeling or have words to describe it. And many are uncomfortable experiencing these emotions. Just like strengthening muscles, learning to identify what you're feeling, 
reason about what it means for you and what you'll do with it gives you power over your emotional self and it builds emotional strength. As you focus on doing this and managing your energy as well, you will regain a sense of purpose in what you're doing and begin to feel a sense of satisfaction in your work again. As we close out our second year of the online teaching lounge with today's focus on identifying burnout and trying some ideas that will help reduce burnout and lead to thriving again, I want to thank you for the work you do each day teaching others online. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, this can at times feel like isolating and challenging work, but through the power of education, we help people grow and learn, and we even help them make their dreams come true. In your own work to build new habits that reduce burnout and bring you back into alignment with your purpose and your priorities, you too will begin to dream again and may even be able to keep moving forward to serve many more students to come in the future. I wish you all the best in your online teaching this week and in the year to come. This is Dr. Bethany Hansen, your host for the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. To share comments and requests for future episodes, please visit bethanyhansen.com forward slash request. Best wishes this coming week in your online teaching journey. For more information about our university, visit us at study at apu.com. APU, American Public University.